Hello, my name is Hurricane and my co-host is Stiggs and you're listening to the Hurricane and Stiggs podcast. We give you a quote of the day, talk about it, get inspired, tell stories, and we do it all in roughly 10 minutes. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Happy Monday to you folks. As a reminder, we have a Facebook and an Instagram. Please go ahead and like our pages. Just search Hurricane and Stiggs. Give us some feedback so we can get better. Stiggs last night was watching a great episode on Netflix called, was it The Perfect Price? Oh, The Perfect uh, Bid is about the price the is right. The Perfect Bid yeah. about the price is right, and I spent my time catching a mouse. It's gone. <laughs> it's dead. It's not my house anymore, but I caught him. There's a and, mouse. And uh, caught him within just a couple hours. So, That's uh, pretty you amazing. Know, Little little credit for myself. Now the good news is I know where these these little fellas typically like to hang out is by the dryer when they're in our house. <laughs> and so uh, I was going to turn off the lights. His head popped out from underneath the door where the washer and dryer is like, oh nah nah, I got that fool. So I grabbed some traps, put them down there, and I was like, oh I'll catch him by the morning because I try to block all the little entrances and exits or whatnot. Of course he could dodge him. He is a little fleet and light of foot. However, turn off all the lights, close the doors, heading upstairs, and bam, already got him. Just like that. So, little fella's gone. My life is a little bit better. And uh, <laughs> it's just nice to know that there's not a mouse in my house right now. Considering you can always tell when there's a mouse in the house because they leave their evidence everywhere. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. We've not, it's pretty ridiculous. Thankfully, we haven't had, knock on wood... Uh, we haven't had any mice actually in the house. We did have a roof rat very briefly. Oh, man, you got to get rid of that. Uh, but, I mean, we used an extermination service. They came up. They laid traps down up there. We would still hear it, though. And then, so I spent one weekend um, just sealing the um, the roof. So the oh, area smart. between the uh, shingles and... It's like a what they call it, like a builder's gap or something like that. Um, so they, I, I went and sealed that with with me- metal mesh and some like s- spray stuff that expanded, and that seemed to get rid of them. So I don't have a smell up there. So <laughs> I think he must have, uh, we must have scared him off, and I he hasn't been back since. So I'm really thankful that that's yeah. done because my oh, yeah, wife man. was freaking out. Oh, dude, they're so, well, I mean, they're so gross, especially roof rats, too, because they're even bigger. I mean, look, I don't want any any wild animal in my house that doesn't need to be in my house. Well, again, if it's wild, it shouldn't be in here. But it's always good when you've taken care of those bad boys. <laughs> Got to get rid of them, man. Yeah. Got to get rid of them. Yeah, it's... All right. All right. So the quote for today is coming from someone by the name of Robert Schuller. Now, let us just clarify that on this podcast. We are equal opportunity quoters. We don't always research a ton about our uh, people who give us these quotes. So if they've done anything crazy or if you have seen them on TV or you're like, well, I can't believe they're quoting this person or that person. Look. We take a quote, if we see it and we like it, we yeah. throw it in the show. So that's what you're getting. Um, obviously, we like it for a, you know for some reason, but it doesn't mean that we have researched their character. So tread lightly. <laughs> if it looks like these are big endorsements, it's really just because no, we thought the no, quote was not, good. No, not endorsing anybody, unless it's our friend Paul Offer. Well, uh, that's true. And he's that's talking true. about bags of meat. Then we will definitely endorse that. But Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so this quote comes from Robert Schuller, who said, Joy is not the absence of suffering, 
but the presence of God. Again, one more time, joy is not the absence of suffering, but the presence of God. And we bring this quote up today on Monday because just extremely recently, our good buddy Dan Malaco was ordained to the Catholic priesthood. He is now Father Dan Malaco. And let me just tell you something. It was an absolutely joyous and wonderful event. But as the quote says, joy does not mean that there's an absence of suffering. It means that there's a presence of God. And so when you look at our good buddy Dan and the things that he has been through in his life that brought him to the priesthood, when I look at my own life and look at different things that have, that have you know, uh, I don't know, <laughs> been rough in my life, or in friends' lives, or anything like that. Look, there's tons of rough stuff. However, if you can be centered and you can allow the Prince of God to fill your life, there's joy. And so it doesn't mean that suffering is going to just, you know, wane away, right? Right, But yeah. joy, joy means that, hey, there's something real good going on in your life. And myself and Stiggs, being the religious fellows that we are, you know, for us, man, it's got to be God. It's got to be something that's Bigger and better than everything else. Now, I will tell you this. Sometimes you might have joy, even in suffering, because you just know that somehow you, you believe things are going to work out. So for those of you who don't believe in God, maybe you do think there's there's something that's going to you know make everything better, and maybe you do think that things are going to work out. But for myself, for Stiggs, for those folks who are... Uh, who are believers in the Christian faith and in Jesus, that for us... Man, it, it's got to be the presence of God because there's a lot going on, but he's the only one that gives me hope. So this quote is is crucial just because of our our buddy, Father Dan Malaco, uh, becoming a priest. And it was an awesome, awesome, awesome time. And so let, let's just say that I'm still pretty uh, pumped about it. Yeah, man. And, it, was, it was really, really cool. I've oh, been yeah, to man. one other ordination in in my life, and it was for... Uh, one of Justine's, my wife Justine's friends from college who got ordained as a priest in Massachusetts while we were still dating. I think maybe we were engaged. Um, I think he, yeah. And so it was just a really cool experience because, I mean, you know, if you're in, in any religion, in any faith, in any walk of life, if you're committing yourself to do something um you know, in the Catholic faith, is you're committing yourself to be a priest, that is a lifetime commitment. That is a vocation of service. It is something that you have chosen to do, and you've spent years and years and years studying for and praying about and sacrificing for, um, you know, and doing things maybe that you were, you, you know, setting aside your personal wants and desires for something that you feel strongly about. And, I mean, you can equate this to, you know, to marriage. You know, in any walk of life, there's a vocation. But for for someone to set aside their life in a, in a capacity to serve others as their main priority and to serve God and um, the religious communities that they're assigned to uh, is really, really something. And... Um, yeah, man, it's it's sacrifice. There's there's yeah. definitely sacrifice in it, and there's there's joy in that. And and you could see, uh, you know, during the ordination, the true joy. It was not only our friend Dan that got ordained; it was four others. So there's five priests that got ordained 
very recently in uh, the Richmond Diocese, and there was just pure joy exuding out of them, and it was the presence of Christ in their lives, the presence of God in their lives that really, really, um, you could just see it coming out of them, and it was awesome, awesome to see, and especially knowing Dan and his story. Oh, um, yeah. Well, I mean, just knowing someone for that long, right? Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's the same thing, like, you know, when you get married. So, you know, me and my wife, Caitlin, uh, you and Justine, like, so knowing you for that long, knowing Dan for as long as we've known each other. Mm-hmm. I, I've obviously known you for as long as we can literally remember. Yes. But for Dan <laughs> in high school, you know, uh, knowing him for that long, um, probably, so what? Goodness, more than half my life? Is that crazy? Yeah, more than half our lives. Yeah, yeah more, than, more yeah. than half my life I've known this guy. And so to, to know someone and to see them uh, throughout their life just kind of, you know, come to a decision that, you know what, I'm going to make a lifelong commitment. Doesn't mean that things are crazy. It doesn't mean that things are perfect. It also means that there probably is suffering and there's trials, and it means that it's not going to be easy. But when they make that decision, when they when they put God first, that, hey, look, you know what? There's going to be joy. Even though suffering's, uh, you know, there is suffering, there's so much joy because uh, because God is there and because, obviously, God brings that person joy and yeah. brings joy. But it's cool, man. Yeah, I mean, it, it was also cool to see all these other uh, friends that, you know, we haven't seen um, from a long period of time. Myself, I was able to see a few folks from... Uh, the university that Dan and I had, um, attended that I hadn't seen in in years, you know. So it's cool because you know you're seeing a lot of people. Friends are coming mm-hmm. together, but it's a joyous celebration because you have a buddy who's you know he's choosing to serve people. He's choosing to serve God, and it was awesome, man. It, yeah, it was, it was really, really, cool. really cool. And I think like one of the coolest things out of the whole weekend. I mean, we. I mean, we, really, it was a, a weekend event, not just like a daily event. Like, so the ordination happened on a Saturday, and then. Uh, Dan celebrated his first mass as an ordained priest on Sunday and um, his homily, the so the, the talk that he gave during the middle of mass for those that aren't Catholic, um, priests give a little, you know, uh, a little sermon in the middle of mass and, and his sermon, his homily um, was really on point. I mean, I guess you've been preparing for seven years to, to give your first homily as a priest, <laughs> you got, you got, you got a few years to, to prepare it, but it was just, I think poignant. And not only did he address like the journey that he took, but the journey that, you know, everyone takes, uh, to get to where he is, the trials that he has faced along the way. Um, even the, you know, uh, the indecision, at times during his time in seminary, and then really when he uh, felt that peace about the decision that God was really calling him to be a priest, and uh, and then he even addressed you know the recent scandals in the Catholic Church and how it had affected him, and um, but didn't sway him from joining the the priesthood. It only made him want and desire to join the priesthood more so that he can, you know, kind of address those things and make sure, make them right in his own way, own small way. Um, which I thought was really cool that, um, that, yeah, I just, the whole weekend was just awesome. And, and at the end of his first mass, he gave out 
um, gifts to his mom and to his dad uh, that were really, really touching and really, um, I mean, there was, I don't think there was a dry eye in the, in, in the, in the church on Sunday when he was, uh, talking about, um, giving these, uh, these things over to his parents that meant so much to him because they were part of his ordination the day prior and what they meant, um, for his parents. Um, and, and I think Rob, your brother, Matt, who was on the show a, a couple weeks ago said it like, I was having a conversation with him and he said it not only, you know, was he giving something that meant so much, but he, in doing so, he was telling these, a story and publicly addressing the fact that his parents are going to die, um, because he was giving them, uh, a, um, a cloth where he wiped holy, uh, ointment on his hand, off of his hands and gave that to his mom, um, that she may be buried with it. And, um, and so he's public, he, he had to publicly address the fact that his parents are going to die and that they're going to take these things, um, literally to their grave with them, um, as a sign. And it was just, I don't know, it was really humbling and, and beautiful and, uh, and joyful. Uh, yeah, no, that's true. Uh, let me clarify to the grave, but, uh, really to heaven. I mean, the right. idea yes, was yeah, that correct. these were, you know, he can say, you know, his parents can, can tell God, look. We we raised a son that uh, that joined the priesthood, and so that's something beautiful that that we gave the church. I would like to say this because the weekend was just ridiculously uh, joyful, and it was exciting to see our our dear friend choose this um, and to see the fulfillment of that at his ordination. But what was really cool is, you know, a couple years ago when you saw that. The, the suffering, the trials, the worry that he had, the, the decisions to doubt. Like, it was all wiped away a couple of years ago, and then you saw this guy uh, choose joy So throughout the, his formation in the seminary, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw it just because he was around the Richmond area a little bit more. I'm sure he was down in, in Hampton Roads, but I ran into him at, at different events. Um, and I saw the change in this guy. I saw the change in Dan where he was entering seminary and happy to be there and happy to discern it and happy to go through it. But then there came to a point where all of a sudden it wasn't just happiness anymore and it was joy and he was on a mission because he had God with him. And he knew that the sufferings that were going to be there with him as he went forward were, were, were nothing in compare to the consolation he was going to have with God, choosing the priesthood and the consolation that God would give him. Um, as he continued to serve the people. And that, to me, uh, was really cool. But then just to to see that um, his ordination, where there was like a, that kind of cap everything off, right? I mean, obviously, it's just the beginning, quite literally, for him. Right, yeah. But it was a joyous weekend, and to to see him choosing that, see him get to this point, was was absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Stiggs, we've uh, we've actually been going a while for this podcast on a Monday, and so we're actually going to omit... The uh, the little fun fact today, just because we're getting a little long, but I just want to remind you of the quote: "Joy is not the absence of suffering, but the presence of God." And again, that was by Robert Schuller. Joy is not the absence of suffering, but the presence of God. We definitely just saw it recently with our friend Dan uh, joining the priesthood and the culmination of his his uh, choices in his life. We've also seen it in many of our friends' life, 
And it's a beautiful thing because with God, you can have that fulfillment, that peace, and that joy. And you can know that whatever hardships and sufferings come your way, that there's just God in the universe that's going to take care of you. So, super religious on this Monday. But folks, I hope this uh, made a little bit of impact in your life. So, continue to let the presence of God in your life so you can be joyful. Thank you so much for listening to the Hurricane and Sticks podcast. This is Hurricane. This is Sticks. Catch you on the flop edge.